0: BYU Cougar Basketball is back in action. Yoli Child drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in
1: blue. Log three, Haas. Yeah. TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame
0: Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard.
2: Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pre-Game Live tonight. The BYU Cougars wrap up the exhibition season with a matchup against Colorado College. The Cougars 2-0 in exhibition play. They've got wins over New Mexico and Westminster. BYU will open up the regular season on Saturday night at home as they host Mississippi Valley State. If you're interested or curious about Colorado College, don't know too much about them, well how about this? They're an NCAA Division three school located in Colorado Springs, Colorado. They compete in the Southern Collegiate Athletic Athletic Conference, actually coming off a 73-71 to win over UCCS in their first exhibition game. So that's just a little bit about tonight's opponent in Colorado College. Now, as for the Cougars tonight, the team will be without guard Nick Emery. In fact, head coach Dave Rose said yesterday that Nick will not play on Saturday as well as they wait for the NCAA to make a decision on Emery's status. Coach Rose said, quote, yesterday, Nick's feeling better, but he won't play this week for sure. It's part of the plan. We're still trying to figure out information from the NCAA. He won't be available Wednesday or Saturday. Coach Rose continued on. The exhibition games we knew he can play in this week. I wanted to get ready for our Saturday game. There's no reason to play a guy that's not going to play Saturday, in my opinion. That's where we are. So Nick Emery will not play tonight, will not play on Saturday as BYU waits to hear from the NCAA. So that's where Things stand with Nick. As Coach Rose said, the team might as well get the players who may or may not be getting more minutes the chance to play right now. One of those players, not necessarily a guard, but a guy that's going to get a lot of time this season, is Peyton Dastrup. He's our player interview tonight. The sophomore big man has made some changes. Mostly to his body. Peyton transformed his body during the offseason. He told me he lost 40 pounds since April. I caught up with Peyton after practice yesterday. All right, Peyton, before we get to the uh, the basketball stuff, for those that don't know, there's The Rock, and then there's Peyton Dastrum. Mm-hmm. You, unless you have a game of your own, you are at just about every BYU sporting event. Is, have you always
3: been that way? Um, in a way, yes. Uh, high school was... A bit more difficult because of the, the the little road games and stuff like that. But um, here in college, whenever there's an opportunity to be able to, to support the other athletic teams, I love to get out and um, just be like a normal student, just involve myself with uh, what's going on around campus. And I figured if you want to have the support of the other athletes, you got to give it to to those people who who have worked as hard as you have to be able to um, achieve what they want to in their sports. So I I love to be able to get out there and, and support those guys and. The, the girls as well and so yeah i mean i love it so it's a lot of fun that's why i do it do you have a like a favorite other sport that you like to attend more than another or i probably like volleyball more than anything uh this year's been kind of tough just with the school schedule and they've been on the road quite a bit um soccer is also one of my favorites just because you're kind of in a close proximity of the uh, of the of the game and stuff like that whereas football is is, is kind of hard to be able to get in the other team's head. So um, if as much as I can do to support the teams, that's why I do it. And then to interact with the, with the fans and the Rock is, is a lot of fun. So I'm grateful to, for them and the support they give us.
2: All right, let's focus on you and your team. Uh, you guys have one final exhibition, Colorado College, coming in. How has the last month, the practices and the two prior uh, exhibition games, how do you think that's prepared you as you get closer to uh, the regular season?
3: Um, I think it's helped us a lot to be able to um, have a coaching staff that's really dedicated and um, championship mindset is something that we really are focusing on. Um, We know that we're capable of a lot more than people are giving us credit for. And so the last month of practice has been really intense. Um, Long days, lots of hours, lots of up and down, full court stuff, just to be prepared for what we're going to see when we play the teams that we're going to play this season in non-conference and in conference as well. Um, I think the past two exhibition games have been good to kind of see personnel matchups, um, get in a game-type situation when we're not beating up on each other. We're getting to be able to to play other people in their place, like New Mexico, um, and to have Westminster here last week was uh, was good to have our fans in front of us and to be able to get a feel for. Um, What the Cougar Nation expects of us, and what we expect of ourselves, and so um, we're really excited. We're ready to go. We've been waiting for this moment since the end of last season when we felt like we got got cut short um, in the NIT, and that's not where we want to return this year. We want to give Cougar Nation something to be proud of and get back to the NCAA tournament.
2: Whether it's scheme, new players, guys coming in, graduating, moving on, coming back from missions, there's obviously a lot of change going on. From an on-the-court perspective, what do you think, for, at least maybe for you, what have you noticed as maybe the biggest change uh, on the court from last year?
3: I think the biggest change has been something that we're trying to do offensively, um, where we were, we've were we been top five, top ten in tempo um, in the past eight years or so where our transition game has been what we really rely on because uh, I think the altitude plays into something. When teams come in here, they have a hard time playing us up and down because we're used to the the altitude and the, and the thinness of the air, and so we've used that to our advantage. But we really want to be able to um, buckle down and make teams guard us uh, for 17, 20, 23, 28 seconds and, and get shots, good quality shots late in the shot clock where uh, we know they're good shots. We, we get the ball reversed from side to side a couple times, and, and we know we're capable of, of getting high percentage looks and knocking those down. And so I think that's the biggest thing that we're going to see this season is a lot of, um, a lot of sets that we, we run, a lot of entries, just to get into our concepts. And once we get into that, it's going to be hard to, to stop us when we're, when we're flowing and when we're, we're all on the same page.
2: Talking with Peyton Dastrup here on Cougar Pregame Live. How's your game coming along, do you think?
3: Uh, I feel like my game's um, always been pretty consistent. Uh, as some people know, last year was was my first job on mission. Uh, came back a bit overweight, and it was a big learning curve for me to come back and um, go up against Eric every day in practice and Yoli every day in practice and to be able to um, match up against those guys give me a lot to to work on in a, in a, in a high bar that was, was set for me and so this off season, I just have been putting in the, the work that I need to physically to get myself to where I feel comfortable to be able to do what I do best technically skill wise. Um, I feel like rebounding is something that I've, I've progressively gotten better at um, and also the defensive side of the ball. Offensively I um, I feel fluid. My shot feels good. Um, I feel like I'm setting good screens and I'm able to create for a lot of other players as well. Um, so what I've been really trying to focus on is is just talking on defense, uh, making sure I'm in the right place at the right time because that's how we're going to win games. If we're all on the, uh, on the same page and we're all communicating then we're going to be able to, to do a lot more than we did last season and that's what I think I'm I'm going to be able to bring to the table more than last year is the defensive side and the rebounding side of the ball. You
2: mentioned a few moments ago that you, you think that this team is better than what people are giving you guys credit for. How excited are you and this team just to get this thing finally going?
3: Oh, Very excited. I mean, we have the transfers, KB and Josh here are, are here, and they've been putting in a lot of hard work to be able to get to where uh, we know they're capable of playing. Um, as, as JUCO guys, they're they proving themselves to be uh, high caliber Division One players, and I'm excited to have um, them on my, on my squad because I, there's sometimes where I'm guarding Josh here in a pick and roll and I'm like, if I had to go against him day in and day out, when we played him in conference, it would be it would be a nightmare. And so seeing those guys succeed is a lot of fun. Ryland's been playing really well. He's the only freshman that we got. Um, and uh, I think that the, McKay and Evan, the walk-ons, they're doing a lot of stuff for us to be able to help us prepare for the other teams. And So it's a lot of, a lot of fun to have those guys, but also the returning guys and the return missionaries. We're all Gelling as a group, and it's 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 a family, it's a brotherhood. Um, we've all got um, one goal in mind, and that is to to win games and and uh, stay together through this process. And and we're going to see all success if, if those are things that we lock in and do. Peyton, you know you're the man. I appreciate the time. Thanks. Thank you.
2: And sophomore big man Peyton Dastrip. Always appreciate an opportunity to talk with Peyton. If, if you've never been to any of the other sporting events on, on campus, whether it's, as he mentioned, you know, like women's soccer or men's or women's volleyball, he is in the rock. He is jumping up and down. He's dressed up. He is fantastic and an absolute great fan of BYU sports. I appreciate him taking a few minutes uh, yesterday after practice. Coming up, we're going to head right next door to the Mary. Center in our, our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar Pregame Live continues next on the New Skin BYU Sports Network.
0: We're counting you down to tip off with Cougar Pregame Live.
1: 75 66, a attack in
0: Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard.
2: Welcome back to Cougar Pregame game Live. BYU hosting Colorado College at the Marriott Center tonight. And speaking of the Marriott Center, that's where we head now for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant. Uh, good evening, Mark. How are you? Hey, hey. I'm doing great, Jason. So let's just let's get this right out of the way. Last exhibition game, and you know as well as I do, I don't need to tell you this, when Colorado College comes to the Marriott Center, you throw out all the records. What do you want to see in the final tune-up before the regular season for the cougars
4: well I tell you what I don't want to see I don't want to see much of uh, the main guys uh, you know some of these some sometimes in the exhibitions you want to really develop some chemistry and I think that was the case last year but for that core group TJ Elijah Yoli I think they kind of know each other at this point so you want to give, give them some time just to so the conditioning and be getting used to playing but You just don't want to risk any injury, no injury in this game. And and really what you're trying to do is figure out who's going to help you. And and you you know what those guys can do for you, but you want to give other guys a chance uh, to to show what they can do. Harden you know, uh, guys off the mission, uh, uh, Nixon. and, And just see who can plug in the spots around those core guys and really give them a good look, let them play under the lights, and uh, just kind of figure out how you're going to start. Because I mean, this is it. You're you're off and running, and and uh, you need to kind of have a good idea of uh, as a coach who you're going to plug into spots, who you can count on, who's kind of a gamer, and uh, who, who's going to be a role player for you. And and so that's a really good opportunity for these guys to play against a different looking team and uh, guys that uh, otherwise. Might not get a lot of time in a regular game. We're going to have a chance to show what they can do the coaches. This is their audition, and uh, and they're trying to get the, the, the part. And we'll, we'll see how they do tonight. But I just, what you don't want to see is any injury. You want to see continued uh, decent chemistry in that first group, and then uh, just try and figure out who is going to step up and fulfill some roles for you.
2: Coach Rose mentioned yesterday to the media uh, that Nick Emery will not play tonight. He will not play on Saturday Uh, in the regular season openers. They wait for the NCAA to make some sort of decision on his status. With that news, what on-the-court changes do you expect with this team with Nick not playing tonight and on Saturday?
4: Well, I mean, it would be nice if you could get some... uh, uh, some definiteness uh to what's going to happen you know whatever it is if it's 30 games or if it's two games you want to know uh, what you're going to have to deal with and that's frustrating i think that for the coaches that they haven't heard yet and yeah who knows what the ncaa will do and will the school add anything on top of that and obviously he's not playing this week so he's missing the exhibition and then the first game and so uh, it, it's just the unknown about it i think they're they have certain options they can make, and they'll make them, but you'd like to know what you're dealing with. And obviously, you know, Hardnett is a guy that you think is going to step in, and he's been solid. What I like about him is he's solid, doesn't make a lot of mistakes. Kind of that L.J. Rose, Rose guy It's going to play with poise. He's going to give you some athleticism, both offensively and defensively. Not going to turn in the ball over a lot and be a facilitator. And so I like what I've seen from him. And tonight I think they're going to go uh, with – Rather than start him, they're going to start, uh, you know, Bryant, Haas, and at the, uh, at the on the perimeter, and Childs and Worthington down low. Which is an interesting. You know, Zach, uh, Zach has been kind of trending upwards, but he hasn't played a lot, hasn't shot a lot, so it surprises me a little bit that he would get the start tonight. It, it, I guess what we'll really look for, Jason, is Saturday as mm-hmm. as to what the starting lineup will be. I mean, the coaches will be pretty flexible in a game like this, but that's an interesting lineup to me having zach in there and that could be a, a lineup that coach rose wants to see play a little more size uh, when when nick's out of the out of the formula but uh, wh- whoever it is i mean you're going to have to have guys step up and arnett Celius, and uh you know whoever it would be on the perimeter step up and, and play you've got some pretty good depth on the guard line but uh, you can never have enough and, and nick Nick, what Nick does, Jason, he's just the threat. I mean, he had, certainly had an up and down season last year, but teams had to know where he was and pay mm-hmm. him a lot of attention. And uh, and I don't know, you get that with some of the other guys. So it, it certainly doesn't help that he can't play. I mean, he's a really good player. He can be the all-time three-point guy ever at BYU if it, if everything if he's able to play. And uh, so he's he's a, a guy you want on the floor. But I think BYU, at least in the early going, is going to be fine uh, with the depth that they have and the players they have but uh, you just hope it's not a long-term thing and and, and you hope you get some definitivity out of uh, what the ncaa is going to do and let's get it done and get it behind us and uh, see what this team can do
2: you mentioned luke worthington a moment ago he's really leaned out after coming home from his mission he looks a lot more active what do you think's possible for luke this year
4: well, I was impressed with that. I mean, uh, missions do different things to different guys, and uh, I'm impressed with both he and Dalton coming back off the mission, being so, is in good shape as they are. Uh, that's a, uh, that's commendable. It's not easy. We can't all be Jason Shepherd and be in top, you know, shape and be all muscled out. You know, it, it takes a lot of work, and so. Uh, I, I mean, I'm pleased with that. And that shows me he's dedicated and, um, you know, he's elected a team captain, which tells you a lot about what goes on behind the scenes, that he's a leader. And uh, I'm really pleased with Luke. I can be honest with you, after watching his freshman year, which was decent, I, I didn't know what, what type of contributor he'd be, especially coming off the mission. But he's emerged as kind of the, the five guy. And uh, what he can do is give a lot of energy and, and put a body on people, and he can finish. You just need a guy in there that can make a layup for you, and that's easier said than done. And you think, well, anybody can make a layup, but it, it really is not the case. You want a guy that, when you, when you're, when Yoli's drawn a lot of attention, you dish it off to him. He's got to be able to finish, and so far, he's he's done a good job at that, which is really important. And you know, he's not going to score 20 points a game, but he's got to be able to be a, a release valve for other guys and be able to get eight or 10 points a game. And I I, I like. His dedication, what he's showing me, and his leadership, and uh, he still needs—you know—he still gets a little excited out there. Both he and Dastrop—they're they, kind of bouncy, excitable type guys—and just, you know, take it, just relax, just a little bit, and let the game come to you a little bit. And I—I uh, I, I really like uh, Luke and what he's brought in these early games. That the real question will be, Jason, against some really good caliber competition, against in, in games that really matter, how how will he perform? But so far, I really like what I've seen. Admittedly, it's only been two exhibition games, but coaches
2: have have really talked about a a renewed focus defensively, that they just absolutely have to get better on the defensive end. And again, I know it's only been two games, but have you noticed anything, or what's been your opinion on the defensive changes that have been implemented so far?
4: Well, one of the things I like uh, with most lineups that BYU will put on the floor is that they'll be able to have some versatility and be able to switch everything, which... We'll make it much easier for them to play defense and get out on shooters. Uh, it remains to be seen, Jason, if they're uh, if they've markedly improved on defense. Uh, I don't seem to recall a lot of threes going up in these exhibition games. and It's not just about having teams miss threes, but also getting the, the number of threes attempted down. There was a lot of threes shot last year against them. And uh, even if a team doesn't shoot a great percentage because they shoot so many, it kind of evens out. So I think that's the real focus is denying the, the opportunity and then contesting when they do have that chance. And, and, and again, it's it really impossible to tell us they start playing against some good teams. But I love the focus. Uh, and uh, historically speaking, I think Keith Schreuer does a really good job defensively and will infuse... Uh, different ideas and, and, and accountability and enthusiasm on defense and I just like that it's a real focus and if, if you you know these these kids are good athletes smart athletes and when they want to do something and, and it's something that's important to the team I think they can do it so we'll see how it goes but it's hard to tell early on but uh, I, I certainly think this team needs to be a really good defensive team and uh, so far I like what I'm seeing.
2: Last thing, Mark, and then we'll uh, we'll let you loose. We always talk so much about the starting five. Who's going to be the starters? We focus so much on that. But it, it's probably more important on who's going to finish. And obviously this could change throughout the year and guys kind of build up into that role. But right now, one game before the regular season begins, which five players do you expect to finish games for BYU this year?
4: Well, you got obvious guys uh, like Yoli and, and TJ, and I, you know, I think Zach is a guy. At least he showed his freshman year was a guy that was kind of clutch and making big shots. And you want guys that are going to take care of the ball. So Hardnett uh, maybe will be in there and just kind of running the show. And and Elijah, obviously these guys will all be in there. Uh, I, I I think that's your core group you want on the floor at the end of the end of the game but the question then is out of those guys who's going to be the guy to take a shot right. is it going to be anybody that has the shot or i mean when when we were playing it was russ larson was going to get the shot or you know i remember the travis hansen years late in the game travis hansen was going to get a basket for you and i think it's important to have at least one maybe two guys that that's going to be your role you'd be ready and we're going to get run a play and get you a shot and you make it and uh So we'll see. I mean, TJ is certainly a guy, or or Yoli, I think, down low are the two guys I would think you'd want the ball in their hands late in the game.
2: Mark, great stuff as always. Appreciate the time, and uh, we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes, man. All right, my friend. Have a good one. You too. There we go. Mark Durant joining me from the Marriott Center. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores. How about we uh, give you a little update on what's going on in a little Thursday night NFL football. It's all coming up next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues Three in the corner, got it! as we rejoin the host of Cougar pregame live Jason Shepard.
2: Welcome back to Cougar Pre-Game Live. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and Colorado College Tigers. Three games currently going on right now in the National Basketball Association. Five and a half minutes to go in the first quarter. Celtics hosting the Lakers. It is 18-11 in favor of Boston in the third quarter. The Orlando Magic Lead the New York Knicks in Orlando sixty-two to fifty-eight. And also in the third quarter, the Pistons leading the Indiana Pacers by a score of sixty-two to fifty-six. Thursday Night Football coming up tomorrow. The Arizona Cardinals will be hosting the Seattle Seahawks. It's a game that uh, a lot of people are paying attention to. That will get underway tomorrow. We actually do have some college football uh, coming up tonight. Uh, a little bit actually just uh, started in the uh, first quarter. Eastern Michigan right now leading at Central Michigan. It seems like last time we had a, a basketball game. We had two teams from uh, Michigan that were facing each other. Uh, in the first quarter, Eastern Michigan leading at Central Michigan by a score of 7 to nothing. That's going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Time to get the inside scoop on today's game.
5: We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing
0: to our team. This is the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel.
1: Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Marion Center in Provo, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars play their 2017-18 exhibition finale, hosting the Tigers of Colorado College Division III visitors, helping BYU tune up for the Cougs' regular season opener three nights from tonight, home to Mississippi Valley State. I'm your play-by-play guy, Greg Rubel, joined courtside by my 21-season broadcast companion, my good friend, the former BYU Ironman, Mark Durant and Mark three players expected to be a part of the Cougars roster will not be on the floor tonight. One with a long-term injury issue, one with a shorter-term injury concern, and the most important guy, perhaps, with a more nebulous and uncertain non-health-related situation. The absences of Ryan Andrus, Braden Shaw, Nick Emery. I mean, this BYU team is already having its depth challenged a bit. The Cougars need their top seven, eight guys. We can go 9-10, sure, but to be good and kind of hopefully stay healthy here because uh, they've already got some some issues they're facing.
4: Greg, do you remember the good old days when we didn't even think about injuries? It just didn't seem to happen very often. I remember it was such a big deal when Jimmer had to sit out a few games because he had mono. I was, what But what, I, 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 It just seems lately... Uh, BYU's been jinxed or whatever you want to say. Whatever, But the reality is, I mean, there's a lot of games. You're playing a lot of practices. It's a very physical game. Injury's going to happen, and all injuries aren't created equal, obviously. Certainly, if Yoli were to go down, that would be huge. And other guys, maybe you can work it around and figure out a way to play with some guys. But, yeah, when you start listing multiple guys on your injury list, then you start to really get concerned because you lose that depth, and depth is so important. And, obviously, uh, you want – You want some uh, continuity in your game so you can know what guys are going to play when and and get the chemistry going, and when you have injuries, it just messes that up, and we see that as evidence all across sports, and particularly BYU the last couple years, and it's just no fun trying to deal with all that
1: stuff. Well, we'll get Dave Rose's roster rundown in my pregame chat with the BYU head coach. That's coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues on the new skin. BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show.
4: LJ
1: to TJ for three. The lead!
0: TJ Haas! For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel.
1: We are back inside the Marriott Center. We're tonight the BYU hosts Colorado College and the Cougars exhibition send-off. The next game BYU plays will count in the standings. That game against Mississippi Valley State. We played here on Saturday. I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose just a few minutes ago here in the Marriott Center and asked about his team's evolving personnel situation with the regular season now just three days away.
5: Well, we uh, we had kind of a, a tough week. And Braden Shaw sprained his ankle on Saturday, and, and hes looks like he'll be out for a couple of weeks. And we still haven't got the, the, the final prognosis. I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's... Uh, um, it's just a, you know kind of a severe sprain, and we can move forward. I know the MRI showed some ligament damage, so uh, we need to get that re- reevaluated, and hopefully, you know, find a time frame for him. Uh, you know, we're in we're in this uh, you know process now where um, Nick won't play uh, probably till we hear back from the NCAA, uh, and hopefully that'll wrap up pretty soon, and then we'll be able to find out. Uh, you know what, what, what his availability will be with us, and other than that, uh, you know Ryan's still trying to reco- recover from uh, a knee surgery, and and uh, so you know we we've got eleven guys, and and they're all I think complement each other pretty well, and we're looking forward to a, a unique challenge here tonight for a team that plays ninety nine percent zone, and uh, I think that's what they'll stay with, and so give us a chance to to attack that zone and and see how we can defend it. You'll start
1: a little bit different tonight than you have in the exhibition. You put Zach in the starting five.
5: Yeah, we'll put uh, you know put Zach and, and Eli on the wings, and uh, and then have you know TJ start at the point, and then um, stay with Luke and Yo uh, with the post, and I, and hopefully we can get a um, you know a nice rhythm of of substitution pattern, and 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 use those bench guys. You know we've got uh, uh, KB and Jashir and, and Dalt and. Uh, uh, I, I just think that you know those uh, those guys can uh, Peyton Dastrop can help us and and then you know uh, Ryland and uh, and then Evan Troy you know Evans hasn't seen a lot of time but but in practice he's he's played pretty well so hopefully we can get a lot of guys out there tonight and and compete hard compete well and uh, and then you know get ourselves ready for our opener on Saturday.
1: How does Zach look to you since coming back off his mission?
5: Well, you know he's uh, he's a kid. He's an everyday guy. He's, he, he plays hard. He, he works hard. I think that uh, he's rehabbed his shoulder well to where it's you know really strong. Uh, and you know we're just we're trying to get him uh, to just feel comfortable uh, in, in in the system. And he's always been a good shooter. I think always will be a really good shooter for us. Uh, and just trying to expand his game a little bit.
1: Without Braden, there are a few more big minutes to go around, and I guess uh, Peyton would hope to uh, step through that door.
5: I would hope so. You know, we, we, we have a, uh, the option to play Zach at the post, and we can play, uh, you know, Yoli and Luke and Dalt. Uh, and, and and so, you know, we, we I think we have a little bit of depth there. They all bring a little bit different, something a little bit different to uh, our offensive sets. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, if Peyton can find – you know a way to to, to be cons- consistent he, he has some real uh you know bright spots in practice especially and hopefully we can get him comfortable to where he can you know perform at that uh at that level in the game
1: Wednesday Saturday this week as you kind of get into a regular season rhythm a little yeah, bit
5: Wednesday Saturday next week so it's uh it's it's on there's a little more travel next week than, yeah. than this week but uh I think this will this will be a good a good start for us and uh and like I said uh, uh a, a, a good tune-up. I mean, this will be a good, a good challenge. These guys can really shoot the ball. They're, they're three-point shooters. As far as what we've worked on and what we want to really s- kind of stop, this team really does it well. They, they need to make threes to win, and so we want to um, you know, see how much better we are at guarding that line and hopefully eliminate a lot of those.
1: Neither team you've faced so far, in the exhibition's gotten to 40% from the field on you.
5: Well, well and, you know, hopefully that's uh, something that will continue. I, yeah, You know, the New Mexico game, Straight up front, we didn't really know what we had, and, and kind of what they were uh, capable of doing. And then I guess last week they went out and, uh, and scored 125 points in the game, uh, and, and hit you know 17, 18 threes in the game. So uh, our ability to actually go down there and, and guard them uh, may prove to be a little little more efficient than what maybe we thought. All
1: right, we'll have a good one tonight, Coach. We'll talk to you post game.
5: All right, thanks a lot, Greg.
1: That's Dave Rose, and tonight's Zion's Bank Cougar Pre Game Coaches Show. The Cougar Tip Off Show's next, live from Provo on the new skin BYU Sports Network.
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Nick
1: for three big
0: shot, Yes! Yeah!
1: Nick arrow! Right to the rim.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars,
1: Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Marriott Center. Tonight, the BYU Cougars welcoming the Colorado College Tigers to town. The Division III visitors out of Colorado Springs playing their second and final exhibition, having defeated... Division 2 FO, CU Colorado Springs, a few nights ago. BYU's played two exhibition games already, defeating New Mexico and Albuquerque and Westminster here in Provo. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you, courtside. Our statistician, BYU's sixth all time leading scorer, Russell Larson. Jason Shepherd's our studio host. Our control board operator is Carter Malloy. You are tuned in on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship, BYU Radio. Our over the air flagship, KSL News Radio. You can also get us on network affiliates online and via the many apps. The BYU radio app, the KSL app, the Cougars app, the BYU Cougars app, that is. The TuneIn radio app. Great to have you along with us, however you are listening in tonight. Well, uh, coming off a a subpar sophomore season, you might say, Nick Emery was expected to have a strong bounce-back campaign, but his junior season, uh, well, the fortunes are cloudy, uh, with Emery expected to miss games until such a time as outside governing bodies rule on his eligibility to play. Uh, Mark, there's no doubt with the... uh, healthy Elijah Bryant, the return of Zach Selius, development of T.J. Haas, the addition of Joshua e. Harden. BYU's guard line is going to be good. He just gives you one more good guy to play that they don't have right now. you got two
4: questions with Nick. Is One is when is he going to play? It would be nice to have some uh, definite idea of what that will be. Who knows what it will be? Uh, and then when he does get to play, how is he going to play? And... He's been through a lot. I think he was going through a lot last year, and he's been through going through a heck of a lot. How is his mind going to be, and and how's he kind of going to fit in with what BYU wants to do this year, with you know more control, more value in the basketball? He's kind of a free spirited, throw up any kind of shot kind of guy, and if you rein him in, how's he going to play? So a lot of questions to be answered with him, but I do know what I've seen from Nick. He's a terrific player, and when he's on the floor. Teams need to pay attention to him, and and that's big, and to have another weapon from the three-point line is also big for BYU.
1: All right, coming up after the break, a conversation with Colorado College head coach Andy Partee as our pregame coverage of the Cougars and Tigers continues live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar tip-off show. Raise
1: it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes, Sean. Let's head back live to Courtside. BYU and Colorado College coming up just after the top of the hour here at the Marriott Center. Third of three exhibition games for BYU. The regular season opens Saturday night right here. Mississippi Valley State visiting Provo. Well, the head coach of the CC Tigers is Andy Partee. Now in his 12th season in Colorado Springs. His team returning three double-figure scores from last season. One will not play tonight. He's expected to start four seniors against the BYU team without a single senior. I spoke with Coach Partee a short time ago outside the Tigers' locker room about bringing a veteran group into Provo and what type of expectations he has here tonight. Expectations, as you can
6: imagine, this time of year is just to show some progress and growth. you know, this is the second time around. We've uh, we've been faced with uh, an exhibition at BYU, and um, it's actually one of the things we w- we look forward to because it, it forces us to grow. Um, it's not something we can replicate in our practices. Uh, the last time we were here, we went into our Division Three schedule and found ourselves ranked in the top twenty-five among Division Three. You know, so at the very least, we want to see our guys. Uh, you know, facing challenges and, and, and embracing those challenges and, and finding themselves with an opportunity to, uh, to show themselves and the team that uh, you know, d- despite the, the, the size of the bodies and the athleticism, we
1: can still execute
6: and do things that we do well.
1: Second exhibition, you played at Colorado Springs in the first one, yep. right? And that's a D two school, correct? It is, yeah, it
6: is. Um, and it's a very similar thing. Um, bodies were bigger. Um, they had a Division one uh, transfer at six ten from Wyoming. Uh, so uh, you know, our interior guys were a little challenged by that, uh, but uh, you know, not scared off by it. So um, you know, it was a game that we didn't start out too well, but we found ourselves finding our stride. Uh, and that's what I'm looking for tonight is just to have fun, but be ourselves.
1: Is that a game, by the way, the Colorado Springs game that gets played almost annually uh, because of how close you guys are? Um, Yes and no. Uh, Some years it's an
6: exhibition. Some years it's a regular season game. Uh, A year ago we played them regular season um, with uh, injuries in the backcourt. This year we played them uh, exhibition injuries to my best uh, athlete and best uh, defender Um, but uh, this one was a different result Uh, so we do face them because they are in our backyard but we typically play that conference out of out of uh, of conference uh, maybe once or twice a year and they play in the same league as Westminster who BYU just played last week exactly Um, and uh, we 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 caught some glimpses of the Westminster game and saw that uh, you know they're Expected to finish pretty uh, pretty high in the mac uh, as as a newcomer yeah uh, so uh, yeah, yep, yeah, same league, uh, a league that seems to keep growing for whatever reason.
1: <laughs> you mentioned injuries, and I guess uh is, is John Hatch in that group an eighteen point per game score last year and mm-hmm. won 't be playing tonight yeah, John
6: Hatch uh, was also due sport athlete the last two years, running track and field as a triple jumper, I think. Uh, it was the last jump of the season that he tore his meniscus. So he's actually been rehabbing since last spring. Uh, but uh, is, is virtually non-contact right now. Um
1: he was hoping to make it to the uh, exhibitions, but we don't, we don't need him until conference play, really. You you. How do you plan to start tonight, and who should listeners be listening for from your team that you expect to, to, to kind of carry the load tonight?
6: You know, Houska and Hatch were the duo last year. Um, Jakahe Black was a freshman I started last year, which allowed me to start uh, a freshman 11 straight seasons I've been at CC. Uh, so Black is a guy that I expect to show his experience from last year. Uh, but Houska, first and foremost, is DeGlue. Uh, Bobby Roth was one of the injured from last season who missed uh, second se- uh, second week of the season all the way to the end of the year um, but has returned and played well last exhibition. So uh, I would say those three guys, uh, I'm expecting to uh,
1: carry a lot of our scoring uh, okay. and keep us together. All right, finally, just how did this game get put together again and uh, experience of playing in the Marriott Center? Um, you know, we have a relationship
6: uh, you know, with um, – uh nels hawkins uh you know, basketball travelers tends to uh schedule i guess a lot of uh, exhibitions for b y u and that relationship uh um was uh, something we were exposed to several years ago, and it's a great experience. And like I said, it's not something we can duplicate in our practices. But uh, you know, to be on a stage like this, I think every kid grows up wanting to be. Uh, and uh, at some point in their careers, when I recruit, I tell my my, my recruits, at some point, I'm going to get you in the front uh, of a crowd of that magnitude, uh, whether it's exhibition or non conference. Uh, so it's a, it's a thrill to just be able to be on the same court with guys like this. All right, well,
1: good to have you back, and good luck tonight. And safe travels. Appreciate it. All right, that's Colorado College head coach Andy Partee. Time for our You Be the Judge feature now, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to legallymineusa.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Tonight, it's another BYU Hoops trivia question. Entering his 13th season at BYU, head coach Dave Rose has won 305 games, lost 111. For a win percentage of 73.3, how many active Division I head coaches have a higher win percentage? The answer next as we continue on the Cougar Tip Off Show live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Welcome back to the Cougar Tip Off Show.
3: Let's
1: rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. All right, to so BYU in Colorado College coming up. Time for the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mind. And tonight's it's another a BYU Hoops trivia question. Entering his 13th season at BYU, head coach Dave Rose has won 305 games, lost 111 for a win percentage of 73.3. How many active Division I head coaches have a higher win percentage? And the answer is seven. Mark Few. Roy Williams, John Calipari, Bill Self, Sean Miller, Steve Prom. Never, never heard of any of those guys. Yeah, yeah, just uh, almost uh, guys you've never heard of in the college game. That Dave Rose right there with them. All right, uh, BYU and Colorado College about to tip third and final exhibition for the Cougars, who through two preseason games are being led by Yoli Childs, averaging 21 points a game, 16 and a half rebounds a game, two and a half assists per game, three blocks per game, shooting 78% field, 100% from the arc, 80% from the line, all in under 26 minutes per game mark it's only the exhibition season but man alive he looks good yeah i mean those are that's 10 games
4: the numbers for me when i play it he's just remarkable and he seems to be building uh, confidence and and momentum like a snowball just gathering himself he's getting better and better every
1: time you see him play time for a final break our closing segment of the cougar tip-off show is next here on the new skin byu sports network
0: The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls off. past Selyus, three. Got
1: it! Zach Selyus makes
0: it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside.
1: It is time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23000 for current ER wait times. Two players on the shelf with injuries, uh, Ryan Andrus with some knee issues and uh, Braden Shaw recently with a pretty severe ankle sprain. Uh, Neither will play tonight, and Ryan's absence likely long-term. Braden's hopefully uh, shorter term. Tip-off is coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.